Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that 3-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Are you ready to witness greatness? Football fans, welcome to the biggest tailgate party in the nation. Different day, same recipe. Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff. Presented by BetMGM. The king of sportsbooks. We're setting you up with the information you need to watch your team win. Let's go! We're here to break it all down. Let's go, let's go. This is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff. Presented by BetMGM. Now... We're live from your tailgate. Here's Brian No, former Penn State All-American Rich Ornberger, and FSR betting analyst Jared Smith. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome in. A smorgasbord of ball today. Some beautiful matchups. We will break it all down. Hey, if you like using debit over credit, shouldn't you get rewarded? Well, now you can with Discover Cashback Debit. It's a checking account that rewards everyone with cash back on everyday purchases with no fees, period. Check out eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank member FDIC. What is going on, fellas? Huh? Now, we're hoping that the Irish, I'm including you guys, we're hoping that the Irish take care of Clemson. Clemson's been on the slide. And we're hoping for your Nittany Lions to uh, look a lot better than they did last week against the Hoosiers, right? Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, well, they they better. Otherwise, you could yeah. kiss playoff hopes completely by. Um, but, yeah, I mean, look, I, I look at this week of college football very similarly kind of to the way I look at this week in um, – in, in pro football, I mean, we're, we're getting to the point in the season where, where it's movement time, where 
if you're a good enough team to win a championship, we should have a pretty good idea about it by week 10, week 11 in the college football season. And if you're a good enough team to be a playoff contender or even potentially a Super Bowl contender, like with this upcoming NFL schedule this weekend, we're going to have a better idea of who can actually play this year. So it's a big weekend in football overall. Things get real when you start putting the college football playoff ranking numbers next to the names. Yep. I, I think that's when things are like, oh, wow, like we're in the top four right now. Or, oh, wow, we're not where we need to be yet. And it's weird. November just has that feel like when I think of the month of November, I think of two things, turkey and football. Like that's just it. And now the calendar's turned to November. All the Halloween stuff is out. I'm sure people are going to start putting up their Christmas decorations soon. Whatever that floats your boat, go ahead, have a blast. But I'm focused on football for the next two months because we have really a four-week sprint. Um, and then we'll get a little bit of a break, and then we'll get the, you know, the, the Heisman and all of the pomp and circumstance, and then we'll dive right back into it mid-December, and, and we'll basically be a, a three-week, uh, everyday sprint uh, until we get the college football playoff. So this is a really fun – this is my favorite time of year, guys. I don't know about you, but I, I, I think October, November – the fall weather and, and, and now with football really turning the page to championship season, it's just it's such a great time of year. Yeah, and you mentioned it, Jared, the first college football playoff rankings have come out this week. It was the first week that's happened. And it's always interesting to do a side-by-side comparison where you rank in the AP poll, where you rank in the college football playoff rankings, and, of course, the CFP rankings. That's the only thing that matters. That's what we go by here. So Ohio State – they jump up from third in the AP poll to number one in the college football playoff rankings. They're like, all right, go, go Buckeyes over here. <laughs> it's kind of funny in a way because your Nittany Lions, my Irish, they both dropped two spots yeah. from the AP poll to the college football playoff rankings. But it is interesting. I'll take Notre Dame, for instance, where sometimes with the AP poll, it's beholden to the previous week and the previous weeks where now you look at the college football playoff rankings – they start fresh. And if you look at Notre Dame, in the AP poll, they're ranked ahead of Louisville, who beat Notre Dame. In the college football playoff rankings, Louisville is ranked ahead of Notre Dame. And it's like, I think the CFP rankings make a little bit more sense right now, but that's the way it works when you go from week to week and a little bit of jostling. I like when we get the first initial rankings in the college football playoff poll. And they're out now, and some of it makes more sense than the AP. Well, yeah. Well, in some ways, in other ways, you could make arguments, and right at the tippy top of this list, I mean, you could make an argument that the subjectivity of, uh, of the matter, ter- in terms of which Big Ten team would you want at the very top of the board, um, Ohio State is not involved in active investigations. I think we have to use a plural when we talk about Michigan right now because it's not just the sign stealing. There's also uh, two other investigations that are ongoing with the Michigan Wolverines football program. So it's, it's not a great time 
to be promoting their brand, so to speak. So if CFP wants to do something where, again, like, you know, Ohio State, Georgia, both of them are great teams. Um, Obviously, uh, either one of them could be national champions this year. I'm not saying they can't. But I'm saying if if we're going to talk about who's the best, and this is subjective, like there there is not Man. objectivity here. When you're picking four teams amongst the best in the country, and you sit down and you have a board meeting or a Zoom meeting to figure that out, the reason why Michigan's in third, in my opinion, is because of all of the other things outside of football that have actually happened this season. I didn't think of that as the reason why, but it certainly could play a factor. I, I forget how many people are on the committee and so how spread out the opinions are. But if you asked, I would say nine out of ten pro betters that I polled this week, right? What was the old uh, the old gum commercial? Like four out of five dentists agree or something mm-hmm. like that. Um Pretty consensus that Michigan is the best of the two teams in Mm -hmm. terms of top to bottom. Um, The resume, I think, favors Ohio State, right? They have two ranked wins and Michigan doesn't. And I think that's why Ohio State's won. The Georgia thing's weird. I I, I honestly think, and and the fact that Georgia's two in between Michigan and Ohio State is even more unique to me because I, I think right now it's impossible to separate Ohio State and Michigan by a significant margin. And the good news is we'll get the answer in a few weeks, so we don't need to separate them. And I think that's why these rankings are, I don't want to say meaningless, but for lack of a better word, meaningless. (laughs) Because right now they're just, just, I, I don't know what to make of what they gave us other than the fact that they're rewarding Ohio State for challenging themselves in the non-conference and they're punishing Georgia and Michigan. That's the only logical reason I can see for putting Ohio State in front of the other two teams because every rating, power rating that I look at has Michigan one and Georgia right there at two and Ohio State three. So it's just, it's kind of like a, all right, well, you're giving us this and we're going to figure it out the right way on the field, thankfully. And Georgia will have plenty of tough games over the next few weeks, so they'll have a chance to prove their medal. But man, every time Georgia, every time we doubt Georgia, guys, what do they do? Right? So that's kind of where I'm at with this ranking system right now. I think Georgia and Michigan are the best two teams, but Ohio State gets the the resume nod right now. Well, what stands out to me is how differently Georgia is viewed between the two polls. So let's start with the AP. If you just compare Georgia and Ohio State, okay, Georgia has 48 first-place votes, and Ohio State has three, (laughs) okay? It's a big difference. Now, Michigan and Florida State, they have some votes, but Georgia 48 Ohio State, three first-place votes. You look at the college football playoff rankings, it's flipped. Ohio State's number one, Georgia's number two. And what stands out to me is I think Georgia's recent history factors in because think of it this way. If Georgia hadn't won the previous two national championships, just based on their schedule this year, do you think they'd be ranked number one in the AP poll? No. With 48 first-place votes? No way. So, so we look at that and say, well, I mean, it's Georgia until you beat the champs. They are the champs. You know, they can't help who they're playing, that sort of thing. But the college football playoff rankings, they're looking a lot closer at the actual resume. And they're looking at, hey, Ohio State beat Notre Dame and Penn State. Georgia beat Kentucky and nobody <laughs> else that's ranked. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, that's how they're looking at it. And I wonder if they're looking at it with, like, Georgia in the fine print. Where it's like this version of Georgia isn't nearly as dominant as the last two versions of Georgia. 
And even if they were as dominant with this schedule, I think they would be ranked number one Mm. in the college football playoff ranking. So it's funny how that recent history either boosts them or works against them in how they're viewed right here and now. Yeah, I actually appreciate that Georgia wasn't the top team on the board because if if you think about if you think about how most of life works, your reputation uh, your reputation precedes you. So maybe if this was earlier in the season, like before Ohio State had big time ranked wins and you can make an argument for them being one on the board maybe Georgia would have been number one and and here's why because they've won back-to-back national championships and again their reputation precedes themselves but waiting until this late in the season to rank these teams I think you can't get away with that anymore so even though they're an undefeated team in the SEC and everybody knows how favorable that looks to um, to people who vote on this stuff and people who now uh the selection committee in terms of the the cfp i i think it it actually they got it right not having georgia in the number one spot if you ask me just through an analytical view watching football games as a former player who's the most dominant team in the nation hands down it's michigan like yep. that, that could change. Like they could get beat up by Ohio State. They could get beat up by Penn State potentially. But right now, just watching football games, who looks the best to my eye? It's Michigan. Now, if you're asking me to rank these teams to Jared's point, I could see an argument being made for Ohio State in terms of resume, but certainly ahead of Georgia. Because I, I, I mean, if we're gonna if we're gonna talk about strength of schedule, yeah, Georgia has a slight edge over Michigan. But if we're gonna talk about the more dominant football team, I mean, now we're splitting hairs, in my opinion. But um, I, I don't know. Like, like we all know, this can change a ton over the last couple of weeks of the season. Uh, so this is, uh, and this will change, and this will change. This will not be the seeding at the end of the season. No, and that's the beauty is that. The, the way that the schedule plays out. I think the committee knows this too. And I'll be honest, this might sound crazy. I think the committee wants two Big Ten teams in. I, I, I would not be surprised if that's why they really wanted to give Ohio State preference here because I can't see a path to both the Big Ten teams getting in. Now, I've done this kind of Why, why would you think that though, Jared? Why, why do you think I they just, want that? I just think the Big Ten always gets a little bit of an extra boost with these two, Michigan and Ohio State. Like I, I think if Michigan and Ohio State are elite... I think they give those two teams a little bit of an extra benefit of the doubt. And Ohio State deserves it. Ohio State deserves to be one based on their resume. And the ratings agree with what Rich just said. Michigan's the best team in the country. If all of the teams were playing on a neutral, Michigan will be favored over all of them. And I think that's probably what makes the most sense right now if you watch them play. I've been doing rankings all season in terms of what my CFP is. I've done it every single week since week one. Um, My first week was Georgia, Florida State, Michigan, and Bama. That was the first set of rankings I gave you back on September 5th. Last week, I did Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, Florida State. That was my top four with Washington, Oregon, five and six. So I, I... We're all in the same vicinity. Like, I think the top four teams are pretty set. It's Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, Florida State. You want to change the order? That's fair. The order will naturally change over the next few weeks based off of who these teams play. I think the most interesting wrinkle here is the Pac-12. Honestly, the Pac-12 can ruin it, 
or open it up for two Big Ten teams to be in? Because I think the Big 12 is kind of playing their way out based on what we're seeing with Texas and Oklahoma last week did not help the Sooners. And I think Alabama has only one route, and that's to win every game they play for the rest of the year. And then we'll get two SEC teams in. We can get two SEC in. We can get two Big Ten in based on this first set of rankings. Because I think the, the, the nugget was if you're outside the top seven in the first set of college football playoff rankings, you've never gotten in before. I think only one team has gotten in. It's like I forget what the actual nugget is. But if you're outside of that top seven in the first set of rankings, you have very, a very slim chance of getting in. So Washington, Oregon, Texas, those are your five, six, seven, and Alabama is probably the only other team that I say has a chance to get in. I think the top eight, like that's it. I, I don't see a whole lot of movement coming from the bottom there. So we kind of know who the teams are at this point. Back to your original point there, Rich, and I think the top four is correct, but the order can be debated. I mean, I'll just say this real fast: is we're looking at Georgia's resume and who they played very closely. We're not looking closely enough at who Michigan has played. They've played nobody. Correct. No one. They've played that's no one three. that's ranked. <laughs> like they're yeah. lucky to be three. Florida yeah. State beat LSU, right? They beat two ranked teams. They they won on the road at Clemson. Washington beat Oregon. Like just based on resume, both Florida State and Washington have done more than Michigan. So I just find it funny that we're looking so closely at Georgia, but Michigan, oh, they're dominant. So Michigan's gonna fall flat on their face when they play the big boys like they always do. They might get into the college football playoff and they might deserve to be there, but we know what's gonna happen once they get there. Brian, right? Like I just don't buy them Michigan? at all. You, you think you put Georgia ahead of Michigan on neutral right now? Absolutely, I would. Hmm. I would yeah. agree. Like the, like, the, like the gambling market would not. It would probably make Michigan like a one-point favorite. But I think Even better for better. me. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I, I think Georgia's still the best team in the country. I, I, yeah. I honestly do. When you talk about competition level of team that they played against, and I agree with you, they have played nobody. You, you watch those victories in playing nobodies, and they're substantial. And they, they look like the best team in college football. However, looks can be deceiving, and, and maybe, maybe that's part of the reason why they've been ranked or, or demoted in the rankings in the CFP because what you just said bears a lot of weight. This isn't professional football. You know, a W isn't a W like it is in the NFL. In the NFL, all 32 teams, I mean, the Houston Texans can sneak up on anyone this season and have. Uh, they were left for dead after the draft. People thought C.J. Stroud would be eaten alive. But look at them. You know, I mean, that's a team that actually may have, if you squint, a playoff chance. So going back to college football, it is not the NFL. These teams are not like the other. These schedules are not like the other. Ohio State's been tested, and to your point, Michigan really hasn't. They've just looked so insanely dominant that they have to be in the discussion with the, the teeth of their schedule coming up to finish the year. Yeah. Defensively, too, that's where I think Ohio State gets a nod. And it's an interesting way to look at it because – Georgia hasn't played a defense like Ohio State's this year. I think that, honestly, that's the one flying the ointment for me why I'm not 100% certain on what Ohio State is. Their defense might be that good. Like, it might be that kind of unit that can literally take over any game. Um, and we're going to find out. We're going to find out in a few weeks. Hey, BetMGM has all the action for every sports fan, whether you love to wager on game-winning touchdowns, home runs, buzzer beaters, or overtime goals like Rich Ornberger. 
He loves betting on overtime goals. There's oh, never yeah. been a better oh, yeah. time to sign up for BetMGM's first bet offer up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. Just download the BetMGM app today or visit BetMGM.com and use code COUNTDOWN. Sign up and deposit at least $10, place your first wager, and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If that bet loses, that's code COUNTDOWN in the BetMGM app. All right, we're off and running. We've got Rich Ornberger, Penn State All-American, Jared Smith, FSR betting analyst. I'm Brian No. Coming up next, they've only been playing for the last 113 years. Who cares that this might be the last installment? We'll get to this game right around the corner. It is Fox Sports Radio's countdown to kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, we're Cavino and Rich. Fox Sports Radio every day, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern. But here's the thing. We never have enough time to get to everything we want to get to. And that's why we have a brand new podcast called Overpromised. You see, we're having so much fun in our two-hour show, we never get to everything. Honestly, because this guy oh, is overpromising things we never have time for. Yeah, you blubber lips. Blaming me. Well, you know what? It's called Overpromise. You should be good at it because you've been overpromising women for years. Well, it's a Cavino and Rich after show, and we want you to be a part of it. We're going to be talking sports, of course, but we're also going to talk life and relationships. And if Rich and I are arguing about something or we didn't have enough time, it will continue on our after show called Overpromised. Well, if you don't get enough Cavino and Rich, make sure you check out Overpromised and also Uncensored, by the way. So maybe we'll go at it even a little harder. It's going to be the best after show podcast of all time. There you go. Overpromising. Perfect. And remember, you could see it on YouTube, but definitely join us. Listen to Overpromised with Cavino and Rich on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. BetMGM Sportsbook account holders will receive a bonus bet to use on any sport. Just log into the BetMGM Sportsbook app on iOS or Android, or visit BetMGM.com after login. Get a bonus bet to use on any sport. Be sure to follow BetMGM across all socials at BetMGM. All right, let's do this. Let's go! Big 12 matchup of the day. Yeah, that would be Bedlam, the final installment, huh? With Oklahoma set to join the SEC next season. This is the last time we get Oklahoma versus Oklahoma State. They've only been playing the last 113 years. <laughs> so, no big deal. No big deal. We'll get a new rivalry, huh? You know? But uh, the word of the day and the name of the day in this game is Ollie Gordon, Mm. the stud running back. They have unleashed this freaking guy. Listen to these rushing yardage totals over the last five games. 121, 136, 168, 282, 271. Wow. Wow. This guy has been going ballistic. Crooked numbers. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Crooked inning numbers over yeah. here from Ollie Gordon, but he's obviously a huge focal point for Oklahoma's defense. You got to slow down Ollie Gordon. Yeah, listen, um, before we get into the game, and I agree with everything you just said, Oklahoma versus Oklahoma State, we need to figure this out. Agreed. Moving forward, if there's one thing that I think a lot of college football fans do not want to see go away are things like Bedlam. Um, and and if it does, shame on the schedule makers. Shame on Oklahoma, frankly, because they may have power in this decision to stop playing this matchup if they see fit. Um, but this this needs to continue, and it is the chief complaint of of real true college football fans who follow this game, who uh, are the reason why this game is so popular. So they need to figure this out. They need to make sure that this, and there are a few other, actually there are many other rivalries that absolutely need to stick onto schedules and just ultimately be rivalries moving forward for perpetuity. Because if this goes away because of money, like like if you really distill this all the way down to what the conversation is over, you know, wanting a bigger piece of the 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 television viewership pie, uh, who your weekly competition is going to be, this rates like this rates. This is important to people across the country, not just people in Oklahoma. This rates. This is if you're a college football fan, you're interested in this game. So if the arguments over money and ratings and viewership, and that's the reason why you're jumping ship on a conference in the first place, then this. This should always be a part of your schedule. It's always money. And I I, I can't I, I don't know what the future of college football holds in terms of the scheduling, but if I had to guess, this won't be the last bedlam. I, I just it might be a few years, but this won't be the last time these two teams play. That's just my prediction there. My prediction for this game, I, I think Oklahoma has the edge. Obviously, they're favorite on the road. They should have the edge. But what Brian just said scares me. Because what we saw last week was Oklahoma's defense kind of get gashed a little bit. And their best tackler, their leading tackler, Danny Stutzman, 
Uh, key injury to watch. So he got banged up last week. It looks like he's going to play, but of course, less than 100%. And you're going up against, you know, crooked number Ollie Gordon over there. It's going to be <laughs> it's going to be a struggle. And that is something I'm interested in. The reason that Oklahoma State's been playing well these last few weeks with Gordon, they've kind of switched up their scheme. They now run this zone blocking scheme. And I don't want to get in the weeds too much, but it's working. It's working very well. And they are a just a, a completely different offense than the team that got, you know, lost by 26 to South Alabama a few weeks ago. So I I think this is a a trending up Cowboys team. But this is a tough spot because Oklahoma's coming off of a loss that, man, oh, man, you go watch that game last week against Kansas. It was conservative. Check down Charlie. They ran it 55 times in the rain against Kansas. I don't think Dylan Gabriel felt comfortable with the conditions. Kind of a Kenny Pickett-like small hands vibe from what I'm hearing is he just didn't quite feel like he could throw the ball down the field and I think that's why they ran all these short passes I mean look at this 37 percent of his passing attempts last week were at or behind the line of scrimmage I mean that is just bare bones offense so I think we'll see a very different Oklahoma offense this week the Cowboys defense runs this 3-3-5 stack they can be run on you can hit them up the seams I think the speed of Oklahoma will be a factor here but Man, if, if we don't get an explosive offense this week, Jeff Levy, the OC of the Sooners, took a lot of heat from uh, all the blogs there in Norman. I think we're going to see a much different offense for Oklahoma this week. Well, I'll tell you what. You can run on Oklahoma. You cannot run on Isaac Lowen. There Clark. it is. There okay. it is. Stout, especially up the middle, on the edges, everywhere in between. <laughs> and he's got the latest. Ilo, what's going on, buddy? It's all about covering that A gap and that B gap oh, all yeah. at the same time. And let's start, in <laughs> fact, with football because in the NFL, ESPN reports that rookie fifth-round draft pick Clayton Toon will start at quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals tomorrow against the Cleveland Browns. Joshua Dobbs started the first eight games for the 1-7 and seven Cardinals. Kyler Murray, recovering from a torn ACL, was listed as questionable on Friday's injury report. In college football, Michigan coaching analyst Connor Stallions resigned on Friday. Stallions' attorney told The Athletic, and I quote, Connor wants to make it clear that, to his knowledge, neither Coach Harbaugh nor any other coach or staff member told anyone to break any rules or were aware of improper conduct regarding the recent allegations of advanced scouting. Unquote. No word yet if the attorney also considered the Watergate break-in advanced scouting as well. <laughs> anyway, in the NBA's in-season tournament on Friday night, Denver over Dallas 125-114. to 114. Nikola Jokic, 33 points on 14 of 16 shooting, 14 rebounds, 9 assists. Portland in overtime over Memphis 115-113. to 113. The Grizzlies now 0-6, while in Oklahoma City, the Warriors and Thunder were tied at 139 in the final seconds. Here was Tim Roy on 95.7 the game. Curry checks, waits, they spread the floor. It's a five-out looking play for Curry. He dribbles on door with five, with four, with three. Makes his move, drives in, underhand, scoop up, and good! Curry hit it with point two to go. No, they're going to wipe it away. Nick Buchert says no baskets, and Draymond touched it in the cylinder. After review, the basket interference call on the court has been overturned to a successful basket. So the basket's good by Curry. And that would turn out to be the winner. Golden State prevailed 141 to 139. Fellas, back to you. Thank you, Ilo. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by Bet MGM. 
We got to talk about the sign stealers here for a second. Oh, yeah. Let's get into this. Because Connor Stallions, the staffer, he resigned. And uh, the last we saw this week was footage of him potentially being incognito in the old Bobby <laughs> Valentine <laughs> costume in Central Michigan gear. Of all places. Mount on Central Michigan. Michigan sideline scouting a future Michigan opponent in Sparty over there, Michigan State. Unbelievable. What's truly fascinating to me is you've got all these Big Ten coaches saying, hey, Big Ten, punish them. And they make a lot of sense. They're like, we got to spend a bunch of time in practice changing our signals because of these stealers, these thieves in the night over. Sorry, these thieves at 12 noon Eastern time on the <laughs> sideline stealing signs. that It's not fair to us. So think about the Big Ten. I think it's, it's a lot like a kid that does something wrong. Is the kid going to say, you know what, parents, I got this. I'm grounded for two weeks. We're done here, right? That's what I think the Big Ten is. The Big Ten is more like the kid in this one. Are they going to punish themselves? And if the kid punishes themselves, you've got the NCAA, which has to do more. Think, Rich, you've got kids. If your kid said, you know what, Dad, I did something wrong, I'm going to punish myself. You wouldn't just say, okay, we're done here. You get it. You'd have to do something more. So I don't look for the Big Ten to punish Michigan right here, right now. I think they're going to wait to see what happens from the NCAA down the road. Yeah, so a lot's happened with this sign-stealing Michigan story over the past week, and I'll review it as quickly as I can. Connor Stallions was placed on administrative leave with pay. He then uh, was, I guess, forced into this resignation and had this note uh, uh, get, get released by the Michigan Athletic Department later in the week. However, also what happened this week was that Big Ten phone call with all of the coaches and athletic directors that Jim Harbaugh was actually asked to leave after <laughs> about 60 minutes where the last 30 minutes was the rest of the coaches and athletic directors complaining about Michigan football to their to their now uh, commissioner, Tony Petiti, who has yet to make a determination on whether or not punishment will come from the conference. But I agree with you. Like the conference, the conference doesn't do investigations. The conference isn't in charge of hiring, you know, an outside team of investigators or having their own internal review to to do these sort of like heavy investigations that are going to need to go into this. Because like, okay, for example, Central Michigan, Central Michigan, you have this picture that comes out of Connor Stallions on the sideline. Well, are we sure it's Connor Stallions? Are we no. sure it's not somebody who looks like Connor Stallions, mm-hmm. who maybe was hired by Central Michigan or maybe appeared mm-hmm. on the Central Michigan sideline because uh, it's a recruit's cousin or something like that? Because trust me, college football sidelines, I played at Penn State, big-time football, there's a lot of unfamiliar faces floating around behind you, which means that who knows? Maybe Connor Stallions could have gained entrance to certain sidelines over the course of his time. But if he were trying to take notes on what was happening across the sideline with Michigan State signs, I would say there would be better places than standing on Central Michigan sideline. And here's why you have arguably the worst view of the opponent's sideline from that vantage point. So if he was trying to steal signs, 
I wouldn't want to stand there. I would want to probably be like 10 rows up on the the opposing sideline so I could see across, maybe take some pictures, maybe take some notes, and not look like I was trying to steal signs. Like that's what you would do if you were actually interested in stealing signs. Now the other part of this conversation, I really want to hear both of your opinions on this, is the fact that if you're on an, an, an opposing sideline, and you're taking notes or you're taking pictures, say from the stands, because what we know that is concrete proof is the fact that he's bought tickets to other games. Is that illegal? The answer is no. Is it illegal to bring your cell phone into a game? Obvious answer is no. That is it, illegal. You, is you can't it, go to an opposing game and wait, scout him. You wait, can't wait, do wait. That. You're you're not allowed to go to. You're an not opposing. allowed since 1994. You're not allowed. So that so that's that's strictly forbidden. Okay, that's All right. absolutely illegal. I didn't know that was the case. In fact, that that's bonkers to me. Are we sure that's the case? Yes, that's the case. It was recently changed, but it's kind of a flimsy rule. It's yeah, like an unwritten I, because, rule. I, I, it's I, written, I, but it's kind of like eh. right. And and okay, other and, teams and, skirt around it. So, I'm so sure. that's that's my point. Is like and and then so then the assumption begins. We go down the rabbit hole of. Are we sure that not every other team in the Big Ten, especially some of the coaches who are on this call, accusing Jim Harbaugh with all their might of cheating, that they too aren't guilty of the same crime? That's where I get hung up on all of this. Like, if there's going to be a hard, thick line drawn and say Michigan was wrong and the rest of us are against them, how many of these teams actually belong on Michigan's side when they're the ones pointing the fingers at Jim Harbaugh? I, I agree with a lot of what you're saying, Rich. I think it always goes back to Brian. I, f- I think you you gave me this analogy uh, months ago on one of these shows. You said it's it, everyone gets drunk, but the level of drunkenness is is always in question. You're either tipsy or you're completely blackout drunk. Like everyone, to some degree, steals signs. It, it happens every week in college football, but the level of extravagance of this operation is I think now what is being called into question. First of all, they were dumb enough to get caught. When you're dumb enough to get caught, you deserve the punishment. And secondly, the level of commitment to this bit is pretty remarkable. And there was a very interesting article in The Athletic, I think it was from Bruce Feldman this week, where he polled 50 college football coaches, current college football coaches, some from the Big Ten, some from the Sun Belt, some from the WAC and all those other conferences. And... About a third of them said, yes, we have an operation like this where we gather information from other teams and use it to our advantage, but not to this level, not to this, the, 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 I mean, it was like a military operation. They were parachuting into these schools and gathering as much information and bailing out. Like it was like an intelligence operation and it makes sense because they hired a former Marine to, to, to do this. And that's where I think a lot of the issues are starting to arise. It's one thing to have someone on the sidelines to help you kind of figure out what's happening. It's another thing to literally spend thousands, I mean, thousands of dollars and manpower and, you know, flying across the country all to, to figure out a way to get an edge. And I think that's where the coaches in the Big Ten take issue to it. And I think that's where the line is kind of drawn. Whereas, yeah, everyone kind of does this, but no one does it to the level that they're doing it, and they are doing it at a level that is not kosher. 
To me, and, it's a lot. Go, sorry, Jerry. No, 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 no. I, I think that's pretty much it's. And you kind of nailed it, Brian, because you said this before. You're like, yeah, everyone gets drunk, but how drunk are you getting? And <laughs> Michigan was blackout here, like yeah, completely well, blackout. Yeah, no doubt. I, and I think it's a lot like speeding. The speed limit is seventy. Yeah, exactly. Like, you're allowed that five mile per hour grace period. You know, like it's we're not going to pull you over if you're going three miles per hour over the speed limit. I feel like that's what a lot of teams do, where you are allowed during a game to just view the opposing team signals and steal them. You're allowed to do that. So let's say a lot of these teams are going 73, 74. We're going to let it slide. What Michigan is doing by going to opposing games, that's way above 70 miles per hour. And then potentially with Connor Incognito Stallions over here on the sideline. You're going 90, 95, 100, and then once you get pulled over, you're like, speeding? We don't know anything about speeding. We weren't speeding. Like, what are you talking about? Jim Harbaugh had no idea that we were speeding. Like, get out of here, man. Yeah. Like, that's where it goes to another level, and Agreed. that's why these coaches and administrations are, are so bent. So be interesting to see where it goes. We've got slippery, Rich Ornberger, Penn State slope, All-American. Though. Yeah, it is. It is. But you, you can't just let that slide because guess what? If you let the, the program that's going 90 or 100 in a 70, everyone's going 90 or the 100 Autobahn in a 70. Well, well listen, right. you, you got to walk the line that I know we got to break. But we got to break. You got you to gotta walk the line there, right? Yeah. You know, because, we got to walk the line right here. Yeah. <laughs> we, you, you have, you we'll have get a, back to it. We got Rich Ornberger, yeah. Penn State All-American. We got Jared Smith, FSR betting analyst. I'm Brian No, Coming up next. Rich's thoughts on sign stealing and also the parlay platter. How long will the odds be today and are we cashing in? We will find out. It's Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff presented by BetMGM. We are two hours and about, eh, let's call it 10 minutes away from kickoff over here. It's Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff presented by BetMGM. Earn a $100 bonus by signing into BetMGM and clicking on Refer a Friend to Invite a Friend in just a few simple steps. Both you and your friend will receive a $100 bonus. BetMGM is offering some of the best odds in the market on touchdown props this season. Love the TD props. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, the king of parlays. All right, let's do this. Check this out. Parlay platter. Okay, Mr. Jared Smith. You and your parlay crazy odds over here. What have you cooked up for us today, huh? Well, guys, it's that time of the week, right? The collection plate gets passed around by BetMGM, and it's time for a weekly donation. But maybe today's the day. Who knows? Maybe today the gambling gods smile on us. Let's start with Arkansas. Woo, Big Suey. Uh, this line's moved a ton. I, I got in at six earlier this week. Now it's down to, like, three. Uh, but we'll just play the money line here at Florida. Uh, six straight losses for Arkansas. They've never won in the Swamp. So what are we going to do? Now nah, we're going to bet on them to win in the Swamp. Um, but they're off the bye, and they just fired their offensive coordinator, Dan Enos. Replaced him with their wide receiver coach, Kenny Guyton. I think we're going to see a little bit more up-tempo from Wu Pig Suey this week. And I just like this spot. I think the market agrees with me. You get the Gators coming off that physical game against Georgia. They've been trending down the last few weeks. This is a is a sneaky spot for Florida. So we'll take Arkansas on the money line at Florida. Next up, Iowa State money line against Kansas. We're putting a favorite in the parlay this week. It's Whoa. rare, but listen, I really love this spot for the Cyclones. 
Jayhawks in just an ideal letdown spot off their first win over Oklahoma since 1997. Cyclones, pretty impressive last few weeks. Double-digit win at Baylor. They beat Cincinnati. They've got some really nice wins in their resume. Ames at night is no picnic, so we'll take Iowa State at home today against Kansas. Finally, Boise State on the money line at Fresno State. So here's your uh, your, your your tickling line of the day. Four and four Boise State at seven and one Fresno State. And the line's just two and a half. Yeah, that one kind of stinks. Boise's defense coming off an incredible performance. And Rich can give me some more insight on just how good this Boise State defense is. They held Wyoming to 112 total yards. This will be hands down the best defense that Fresno State has faced all year. They've got the 131st ranked strength of schedule. So Fresno State's got a lot of wins, but they haven't played anybody. And I think Boise State gets it done today on the road as a small dog. So we'll go Arkansas, Iowa State, Boise State on the money line. 9-1, to one. not bad. Not the usual 15-20-1 oh. we give you, but 9-1, to one, not bad over at BetMGM. What do we think, guys? Yeah, uh, I love the Mountain West flavor there. I really like this Arkansas pick. They mm. uh, they fired their offensive coordinator, so a little bit of a wild card heading yeah. into this matchup. You know, if you're Florida, you're nervous because you don't know exactly what you're going to see out of that offense coming into this matchup. Mm. I love how you set up the it's never happened before for Arkansas. <laughs> that's, that's my favorite. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's why well, the market tells you these things, right? <laughs> like a line goes from six to three in like a span of three days. I'm like, well, somebody knows something with this Arkansas oh, yeah. Florida game. So, yeah. Yeah. And uh, man, I, I had flashbacks. I worked in Fresno. And oh, really? sat up there covering some of those <laughs> in Boise the Valley? State, Fresno oh, State games. Gosh. That's right. The yeah. San Joaquin Valley and all that. And, man, Boise State was putting it on them back yeah. in that time. Boise so. State's got some dudes on defense, man. And and it's a shame because they've got four losses, so they're not going to play in the Mountain West title game. But they they can move. Man, we got a couple of great SEC matchups today. I actually think this game is the best. Oh, what's going on, everybody? You know when you walk through a parking lot and just smell those delicious smells of a college football Saturday? This would be in peak smelling territory because we've got some beautiful matchups today. We will get to them momentarily. We're brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. All right, let's do this. Let's go! SEC matchup of the day. Okay, some may argue and say, based on the rankings, it's got to be number 12, Missouri, and number 2, Georgia. Mm. I would say no, 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 is what I would say. I would say number 14 LSU against number 8 Alabama is a more marquee matchup. You've got Jaden Daniels, Heisman hopeful. You've got Nick Saban. You've got Bama. You've got a a better rivalry. I I just think LSU-Bama is a bigger SEC game. Am I crazy? Do you guys No, you're 100% right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. And also, I mean, just thinking about what's on the line here, it's very similar if you rewind the clock to last year uh, to exactly what where we were at week 10 of the college football season. You had a 7-1 and one Alabama team. You had a 6-2 and two LSU team who uh, carried out what essentially was the end of the tied season. Now the two meet again in week 10. And you have an LSU team who likely can't make the playoffs at 6-1. and one. You have a Crimson Tide team who are 7-1. and one. You have another opportunity for chaos in the SEC West if LSU ends up beating the Tide. 
And I look at this game and I, I focus directly on LSU's offense, uh, especially their passing offense against Alabama's defense. This is going to be one of those, uh, I, I guess you could call it a chess match. Like, how do you move pieces on the board against a secondary that has Caleb Downs uh, and then Kool-Aid McKinstry and Terry and Arnold? I mean, some of the best defensive backs in the country all share the same defensive backfield, plus two great edge rushers up front who generate a tremendous amount of pressure. And then, like you just mentioned, Jaden Daniels on the other sideline. LSU's passing offense has been fantastic. Uh, if you look at uh, Malik Neighbors or you look at Brian Thomas, who has 11 touchdown catches this season, those are the guys he's going to be throwing the football to. So while the Tide has their handful in terms of who they're facing offensively, you could say the exact same thing about LSU, who they're facing defensively. I cannot wait to watch this. Yeah, I. so this, this game will determine two two tracks like we'll get a fork in the road today i don't know if you guys marvel fans like the multiverse (laughs) we will get the two different tracks today after today we will be talking about one of two things one Jaden daniels to win the heisman two alabama can make the playoff yep one of those two things is going to be a storyline after today i don't know which one it's going to be i'm not so i really was interested in betting bama in this game until I saw the report that John Ewing, our MGM pal, sends us every week that says Bama is one of the most popular bets on the board today, I'm like, eh, maybe I should just chill on that one for a minute. But I, I do like Bama in this spot, and I think it's a little bit more... Rich did a good job detailing LSU's offense, which is, man, I mean, right now, they, they could be the best offense in the country. Like, I, honestly, I, I might be okay with, with, with saying that. On the other side is where I think this game gets a little bit intriguing. Bama's offense against LSU's defense. I mean, how it, LSU, every game's gone over this year. That should tell you how good their defense is. And they're a little banged up because their cornerback, Zy Alexander, uh, injured against Army last week. That's not good. Uh, or two weeks ago, whenever they played Army. Um, and LSU's using a converted safety at corner today um, with a lot of inexperienced freshmen in the rotation at nickel and dime. And, you know, they'll probably play four or five corners in this game. And the reason why I think that's important is – all of a sudden, I think Jalen Milrow's starting to look a little bit more comfortable with his role. And I think Tommy Reese is starting to understand how to use him more to his strengths. His strengths are throwing the ball down the field. This dude is arguably one of the best, if not the best, downfield passers in the nation. 17 big-time throws, zero turnover-worthy plays on balls going 20 or further yards down the field. Of his dropbacks, almost 25% of them are deep passes, 20 or more yards down the field. So they are going to put a lot of pressure on LSU secondary. How they respond, frankly, is how I think this game will go. Because if Alabama isn't afraid to fall behind because they know they got Milrow who can just bomb it down the field and make up some ground, they can be a lot more aggressive getting after Jaden Daniels. And I think that's the key to this game. The blitz schemes and how Alabama plays it up front against Daniels and just how successful Milrow is at pushing the ball down the field. I think Bama has the edge in both of those categories, but I don't love the fact that everyone's on Bama, so I'm probably laying off this game. Man, it's uh, one of those things. Jalen Milrow, the Alabama quarterback, if he's a basketball player, he's nailing three-point shots. Yeah, Steph Curry. Consistently. 
but he can't make layups or mid-range shots. Yeah. And he sticks at the free throw line. And you're like, how can you be making 37-foot step-back shots and not make free throws and layups, man? It's true. But that's where he is as a quarterback. And this is the larger scale thing. This is what I love about betting. You have to trust someone that's untrustworthy. That's what you have. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. Do you trust LSU's defense? No. Do you trust Jalen Milrow to play consistently? No. You got to trust someone, right? Like, it's it's like, this is going to be my girlfriend when she's flirting with every guy possible. Like, you got to just take a leap of faith. Right? Like, that's what you have to do in betting. And it's more detailed than that. But if you boil it down to it, you're backing a team that when it comes down to it, they might have a player or players or an entire defense like LSU that isn't trustworthy but it's you got to trust them to some degree because you're not just fading the other team in totality, even though that might be a little bit more comfortable than trusting someone who's untrustworthy. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a great way to describe it. You and and that's not just about games overall. That's also about players or aspects of games. Like you're going to want to trust this passing offense from LSU, but they're also facing one of the stout coverage teams in college football you want to trust the rushing output from lsu because it's been a clip over 200 yards per game but you also want to trust the defensive effort from alabama stopping the run holding teams to just 108 on the ground this season like there's a lot to be said about offense and and trust me as a op- former offensive lineman i i kind of like these video game numbers i think it's better for football it's a better brand of football where it's more offensive uh you definitely have fans more engaged in the game of football but i will say this defense defense finds a way especially the later in the season you get teams start to get a little worn down defensive coordinators have more film every team is very different year to year even though some of those differences can be a little bit more subtle they are vastly different year to year and it takes a little bit more time on the defensive side to catch up sometimes but teams get found out week 10 of the nfl season week 10 of the college football season and that's where we're at in college football so alabama right now i mean if in terms of the trust factor like you just like you just discussed it right there i'm leaning alabama yeah in this one <laughs> you trust bama more there's no doubt the question is Jaden daniels is the you know he can steal it like yeah he can steal he can wreck the game right you know he's a game wrecker um i hope i hope that alabama's defensive scheme is buttoned up because if it's not their offense isn't built to come from behind. I, I know that they can push the ball down the field, but we don't trust their offense as much as we trust LSU's offense. I am fascinated to see how LSU's defensive coordinator plays this game. Yeah. I, I, honestly, I think that this is an interesting live betting game because the total is super high, right? It's in like the 60s. Yeah. And if LSU's defensive coordinator, Madhouse, decides to say – Jalen, I'm not going to give you your number one weapon, which is throwing the ball down the field. I'm going to play off coverage. I'm going to go light box. I'm going to yeah. make you run it. I'm going to make you go short passing game. I'm going to make I'm going to make you show me that you can drive it eight, ten, twelve plays. Well, that's bad news for an over right there. So I, I think that's kind of the vibe I get here. Is I want to watch the first quarter. I want to see how LSU's playing Alabama, and I want to see if Jaden Daniels. Listen, this is on the road, Tuscaloosa. You never know. Could be a little. Some jitters early in the game. 
it could be an interesting spot to jump on the live under, even if it starts slow because of the pace that this game might have if Alabama's offense kind of gets bottled up by the bend-but-don't-break LSU style. Well, and that's the thing, man. I like what you're saying because this is what we see in the NFL when teams mm-hmm. go against Patrick Mahomes, Yep, which is don't give him the huge chunk play, make him go down the field bit by bit by bit, and he can do it. He's a precise quarterback. Jalen Milrow is not. Correct. And look, man, but I'm not comparing him side by side to Mahomes. I know it sounds like I am. I'm not expecting him to be Mahomes-esque. I'm just saying if a defense forces him, like you're saying, Jared, yeah. to earn it by nickel and diming all the way down the field, he's proven that's not where he excels. He excels at the chunk plays. So if they're successful taking that away, that's a big deal for LSU's defense. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. I, I mean, if if they resign themselves, Alabama, to taking what the defense is giving them, and like you mentioned, Jared, LSU commits themselves to stopping the deep passing game, sort of taking the roof off the defense. Well, like so many teams that have played, for example, the Miami Dolphins, right? They find a way to throw the ball underneath until they score. You know, I, I mean, again, going back to college football with this one, Jaden Mil- or excuse me, uh, Jalen Milrow, what he's great at is connecting downfield. But if you take away that downfield threat, and he is able in this matchup to just complete a couple underneath passes, either A, you're forcing LSU into a situation where now they have to abandon the script or stick with something that's not working. So an effort to force an offense to play left-handed becomes actually one of your biggest liabilities in a game, and it's incumbent upon the defense and the defensive coordinator especially to change things up to catch up with the pace of play. So it's a dangerous game plan, and that's the reason why I called it a chess match to start this conversation because I really do think that you're going to see a lot of pieces being moved on the board in the first quarter, in the first half, and then the halftime adjustments – this, this game could look completely different from a game plan standpoint in the second half. Oh, yeah, Brian Kelly and Nick Saban. I mean, you're talking about mm-hmm. adjustment gurus there. Yep. It, so one piece on the chessboard that will not be around is Makai Wingo, who is arguably one of the best run defenders in the country, just had surgery. And this was an LSU running defense, rush defense, that was already outside the top 90 in, in most categories. So... That could be the X factor. We haven't said the name Jace McClellan yet, but he has played yep. well recently. Yeah. 115 against Tennessee, average five yards a carry against Arkansas. To me, that's the, the antidote, right? If you're feeling sick, you got an upset tummy, you take the medicine, you feel better. For Jalen Milrow, you know how you back, you know how you get that defense to creep up just a little bit? You, you, you run the ball and you get McClellan involved, and then the passing game opens up deep down the field. So again, Rich nailed it. Chess match. Two really good coaches. Two interesting quarterbacks that do different things well. How do you get them in the right position to succeed? This is, I cannot wait to watch this game. I honestly can't. Well, this is, and this is dated. We're going on what? Super Bowl 58? Is that what Mm. we're up to now? Yeah. This is Super Bowl 25 that I'm talking about. You know, it's like black and white television when. The Giants beat the Bills. Scott Norwood missed the final kick. But Bill Belichick was the defensive coordinator of the Giants. And this this famous game plan where he did everything to slow down Jim Kelly in the passing game. 
and the Bills figured out late, they're like, oh, so we could just run Thurman, yeah, Thomas, Thurman Thomas all day. <laughs> and that's what I wonder tonight yeah. with LSU. If they are saying what makes Alabama's offense go are these huge chunk plays. We're doing everything we can to take that away. You could, like you just said, this could be a Jace McClellan-type yeah, game. It could. Where, where Bama's like, oh, we could just run it. Yeah. And keep your offense off the field. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it very well might go down like that. And that's kind of the point. Like, if you are a take what the defense is giving you offense, even if it's not your standard procedure, but if you, you do that in this game and LSU is giving you a lot more of the underneath stuff, the run game is open for you, yeah, it forces LSU into a tough spot. They have to make the decision as to, okay, well, what, what, what is the worst thing that can happen in the second half? Us getting beat deep on explosives or continue being, you know, paper cut to death here like we were in the first half. But you got to go back to the other side of that. LSU's defense, they have to make stops. You have to get early. You, you have to have early down success. You know, uh, hold up the run and the underneath passing game on first and second down, force Alabama into third and long situations, get a couple of three and outs and punts, and then it'll keep Alabama thinking. It, the, I, I can't wait to watch this game. Like you said, yeah. Brian, I, don't give me – with respect to Georgia, this is the best SEC game 100%. on the board. And the, yeah. the last line of my notes here, which sums it up perfectly for LSU's defense, unleash Harold Perkins. Like, he has to be an absolute – missile in this game all over the field steal a possession sack fumble something to flip this game around because if I'm Matt House the LSU defensive coordinator and I'm looking at man we don't have Makai Wingo we can't stop the run our best corners out they like to throw it deep like what do we do in this game oh I've got Harold Perkins yet go make a play for me number eight and save this game because I think that's really LSU's only shot to slow this offense down is Harold Perkins has to be like everywhere like 12 of them on the field <laughs> yeah we might see that because we haven't yet yeah. he was dominant last year we're waiting to see that dominant version uh it'd be a great time for lsu to unleash that tonight against bama hey from live betting to player props BetMGM has a variety of betting op- options at your fingertips new users can sign up for BetMGM's first bet offer that's up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets download the BetMGM app today or visit betmgm.com and use code countdown Sign up and deposit at least $10, place your first wager, and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If that bet loses, that's code COUNTDOWN in the BetMGM app. All right, we've got Rich Ornberger. He'll cook some pork shoulder. He's got uh, the cherry on top, uh, final point on the advanced scouting, quote-unquote, of Michigan. <laughs> we will get to that before the show is over. We've got Jared Smith, FSR betting analyst. I'm Brian No. Coming up next, our dear friend Seamus McGee. Huh? There are multiple teams that Seamus will tell you about that the book desperately needs. You might want to pay attention because the book has a habit of getting what it wants very often. (laughs) So that's right around the corner. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you earn BetMGM rewards points that can be redeemed for things like free bets and risk-free tokens. It can also be converted to BetMGM rewards points that can be used towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts. And customers will have the chance to win a big-game Las Vegas experience. Prizes include... A three-night stay during Super Bowl weekend at a select MGM property along with other prizes like entry to the BetMGM party and food and beverage credits. All right, let's do this. Follow the money. Real good money. Our guy, Seamus McGee, team lead of sports trading at BetMGM, joining us here. You know, Seamus, it's wild seeing Clemson at 4-4 four and four. And getting your email this morning where it's like, man, we really need Clemson today. <laughs> Did you anticipate at this stage of the season you'd be uh, hoping for that? I I never anticipated this much. You know, we always take Notre Dame money, um, regardless who they play. But, I mean, Clemson at home, it, it, it is a rare spot where A, they're getting points and you end up needing Clemson. So it, I, didn't, I didn't think it'd be this bad. Uh, the start of the season. Mm. Seamus, it does look like Alabama. I'm seeing a lot of handle on the tide today, but I'm also seeing a lot of tickets on LSU Moneyline outright. We just talked about this game. Uh, are you seeing a, a little bit of a you know discrepancy with the side uh, in terms of the spread and the money line for this one? Yeah, there's usually one or two of those games that you see every week, um, especially with some of these high, higher-profile games. Um, but, yeah, there's – there's still more Alabama uh, tickets being written on the money line and parlays and what have you. But uh, LSU money line definitely attracting more interest I'd say, than the spread. But the spread's one-way traffic on Alabama. With everything that has been reported about Michigan, one of the things that 
have uh, have been interesting is seeing the amount of money that's being still bet on Michigan and the fact that they're still one of the most popular teams to bet. Now, are we seeing most of that action coming out of the state of Michigan, or is this more a national flavor, like people are just reading about them more, understanding how good they've been, and cashing in while they still can? We'll call them A, we'll call them B. I mean, we're always going to take Michigan money in Michigan. Uh, again, they're one of our, our, our best states uh, that we perform in. And, uh, but, I mean, this team is just pummeling everyone in their way. So everyone watching college football sees it, and uh, they're, they're aware. So I don't think anyone's having any trouble laying 32-and-a-half today against Purdue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seamus McGee joining us here from BetMGM. How about you guys are going horns down, huh? You need Kansas State against Texas today. What do you think about that matchup in general? Yeah, it's it's a, it's an interesting one. There's a couple reverse line moves on the board today, but uh, Texas definitely got a lot of money uh, bet on them. But sharp money that we've taken has been all over Kansas State. So we opened five and a half, but currently down at three and a half, and we've only been taking mostly public Texas money. Yeah, that should be your indicator of one of my picks coming up later in the show, <laughs> which <laughs> when we get to rapid fire. Um, Last stand, speaking of picks that I might reveal later on the show, last stand for USC today. Um, what are we looking at with this Washington? We haven't talked about this game yet. We are going to talk about it because it is a really fun game. But I, I kind of like the Trojans in this matchup, but what does the public splits tell you about USC-Washington? Looking at this game, it's, it's a pretty decent-looking book for us so far. Uh, decent action coming on both sides of the spread. Um, I, it feels like a lot of, the, a lot of public betters are – kind of souring on Washington ever mm. since the Oregon game. Like, they haven't looked that great. Not that USC's looked any better, to be fair. But, uh, but yeah, it's definitely uh, an interesting game handle-wise with a lot of dissenting opinions. Okay, uh, as if I need to ask this question with Army Air Force on the board, but what's the most bet under ticket of the day? Yeah. I got to tell you, Iowa Northwestern gave it a run for its money. Oh, but Really? It is uh, the Air Force Navy game, uh, Air oh, Force Navy. Army game. Yeah, they're I, obviously surprisingly the second lowest total on the board, <laughs> and uh, and still a, a t- a more than two touchdown favorite. I feel like it's that's one in a million those types of games. You know, Seamus, I'm waiting for one of your picks at the end here to be a high-profile game where you're like, I actually got my eye on Washington and USC this week, but I'm anticipating Miramac and UMass or something like that. What do you have for us this week? Again, I'm throwing you a curveball today, guys. I've been waiting for this game for a few weeks. I love the LSU money line today. Wow. Yes, yes. I think Jane Daniels is playing the best football of any quarterback in the country right now. And, uh, I mean, I, I can really see this team, this LSU team going in there and, and knocking off Bama. Do you love, think, love Bama. I love LSU today. Follow-up is, should we just bet LSU or should we bet Jay Daniels who in the Heisman, which is like 4-5-1? or five to one? Yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot of money on that coming today. I, I – <laughs> If they win today, you got to think his odds. Oh, he's, he's probably odds on, right? Uh, especially, well, I, depending on what J.J. McCarthy does. Um, I, I, even I still can't believe he's still, like, favorite right now at a lot of books. So it's it's interesting with him. He's probably going to throw up some, some pretty good numbers <laughs> against Purdue at home today. 
It makes sense. They're stealing signs. He steals the Heisman, right? There you go. <laughs> Bring it all together. <laughs> Seamus, you're the best, man. Always appreciate you popping on, man. Enjoy the day. We'll catch you soon. Thanks, guys. There he is, LSU. Seamus McGee, team LSU. lead of sports trading. At I think I'm going to put a little, a little slice on Daniel's Heisman today. I think today's the day. I got to tell you, I, I hate – I mean, I normally love the Seamus special. Today, I hate the Seamus yeah. special. Oh, yeah. Oh, because Alabama. Oh, oh, dude. Yeah, I'm all over Bama. <laughs> I'm looking at this line. I'm Rich like, how are they the Seamus special? I'm, I'm like, how are they only favored by three points? This feels like stealing candy from a baby. This is in Tuscaloosa. And then he comes on off the top rope, and he gives me two of his size tens to the chin. I'm guessing on shoe size. Maybe he's a larger man. I don't know what's going on. Holy cow. Rich is in shambles right now. This is not We're, good. We I am to, not well. A replacement for the rest of the show. I, don't know. I am not well. <laughs> uh, there is another guy on this show who will do roundhouse kicks to your temple <laughs> if yeah. needed. His name is Isaac Lowenkron. Okay, he's a nice guy until you yep. test him. Yep. It's and, true. And then he comes unglued. But what, what Brian didn't tell you is after that kick to the temple, I was out three weeks because of a groin pull, among other things. <laughs> I'm mad. <laughs> You're like a Drake London of the Falcons. Oh, whoa. Oh. Hi-yo. Oh. Hey-yo. Drake London may never recover from that remark. Wow, that was savage. Well done. We indeed begin to the NFL, fellas, where ESPN reports rookie fifth-round draft pick Clayton Toon going to get the start at quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals Sunday against the Cleveland Browns. Joshua Dobb, of course, started the first eight for Arizona, which is 1-7. Kyler Murray, who's recovering from a torn ACL, was listed as questionable on Friday's injury report. In college football, Michigan coaching analyst Connor Stallions resigned on Friday. Stallions' attorney told The Athletic, and I quote, I move for a bad court thingy. You mean a mistrial? Yeah. That's why you're the judge and I'm the law-talking guy. The lawyer. Right. Oops, sorry about that, guys. I was leaning on the console and I accidentally pressed the wrong button. Anyway, his attorney told The Athletic, Connor wants to make it clear that, to his knowledge, neither Coach Harbaugh nor any other coach or staff member told anyone to break any rules or were aware of improper conduct regarding the recent allegations of advanced scouting, unquote. The NBA's in-season tournament tipped off on Friday night. It saw Golden State win at Oklahoma City 141-139 as Steph Curry hit the game-winning layup with .2 to play. Nikola Jokic, 33 points on 14 of 16 from the field in Denver's 125-114 victory over Dallas. And the Portland Trailblazers knocked off the Memphis Grizzlies in overtime 115-113. Memphis now 0-6. Finally, fellas, we've got an item for you from NASCAR, where on Friday night, A gentleman named Ben Rhodes won the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. And afterwards, Mr. Rhodes gave one of the most epic press conferences on record while he was self-admittedly lit. Here is a taste. And as they say on social media, wait for it. Did you hang in there um, and, and just be able to finish that race out? Um... Well, Jeffrey, let me tell you what, man. Was it 26 laps of overtime? It was something like that. I was getting frustrated. I'm not going to lie. I thought even if we won the championship. (laughs) Sorry. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I am very sorry. That was embarrassing. Should have pulled the mic away. 
And that was just a taste of a 16-minute <laughs> uh, Back to you guys. I, you know, when they drink the soda? Right. Coca-Cola, it soda. man. It wasn't you soda. Know? Yeah, it was <laughs> Well, whatever he was drinking, right? You got to do like the little endorsement in between the little sips right there. Sometimes it just happens. Sometimes yeah. it just happens that way. It's Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff presented by BetMGM. You know, Rich, is a good spot because uh, Ilo brought up the advanced scouting, quote unquote, of Michigan. And I love this where Connor Stallions, who has resigned from Michigan says, no, uh, Harbaugh, the staff, they never directed this. They didn't know anything. Let's play a little game of if this is actually true. Okay? This is important. For that to be true, Connor Stallions has been seen on Michigan's sideline before, (laughs) stealing signs, pointing to the sky if it's a pass based on the signals of the uh, opposing sideline. Imagine Harbaugh, let's go down this road. He's unaware initially. Don't you think he'd look behind and be like, hey, man, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. yeah. yeah wait, How did you get this information? No, 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 we're not doing this. Wouldn't you think if he was unaware at any stage, he would have become very aware at some stage? This is such a joke that they're playing it this way. We're not dumb. We weren't born last night. But I know, Rich, you've got a final thought on this whole thing. Yeah, you know, and it's just – it really has nothing to do with Michigan. It has everything to do with these other teams in the conference. Ryan Walters, head coach of Purdue, comes out and says, we have evidence that there was some uh, misgivings in their advanced scouting leading into our game. Okay, yeah, that's fine. You better be damn sure if you're one of these other coaches, especially coming out publicly, that your house is clean, that you're, you're, you're all buttoned up, because people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. And I'm not saying Purdue, and I don't know if any of these other coaches are guilty of similar things. But, for example, Major League Baseball handled their sign-stealing scandal by sending out various memos to all Major League Baseball teams and then finally coming down extremely hard on certain members of staff and one team in particular, the Houston Astros. But you have to remember, that's 30 teams in that jurisdiction. That's one commissioner over all of those franchise owners who's trying to lay the law down and say, hey, look, we're going to come down with punishment on the worst offender. And so all of you other teams, you need to clean up your act because we know this wasn't limited to the Houston Astros. The problem is there's honor amongst that group because they're all in it together. There is none of that in college football. If anything has made that more apparent to me than this last year, uh, the, the, the conference uh, uh, musical chairs. Like uh, the Pac-12 used to have, what, 10 teams in it. We used to have 12 teams. Now they're down to two. I, I mean, they're, you're, you're talking about honor in college football. You're talking about, you know, these, these teams uh, uh, banding together. There's none of that. So if you're going to be one of the teams that is trying to take out or one of these coaches or athletic directors that's going to try to take out Michigan, you better make sure that you can throw those stones and not shatter all your windows too because, man, oh, man, if you're telling Michigan, if you're telling me Michigan is the only team that was doing this, maybe maybe you're telling the truth, but my guess is that's not. My guess is there were others doing it too, and my guess is some of the loudest people who are coming out against Michigan football might be some of the guiltiest also. It's fair. I, I think 
the end of this story is Michigan will be the poster child for this, right? right. Just like the Astros were. The there was a letter, I think it was like a sealed letter to the commissioner about the Yankees doing just as bad of the sign stealing as the Astros were. I forget the semantics of the story, but the the short version is the Astros were not alone. They were just doing it the loudest. And Michigan is doing this the loudest. So they are going to be made an example of. And whether that's right or wrong, you can debate. But it's obvious to me, based off of how this story is kind of snowballed, that Michigan is going to get the biggest of the punishments. There might be other punishments doled out at some point to other schools that do this. But Michigan will be the poster child for don't take it to this level or else you're going to get ding. Now, I don't know when that's going to happen. It ain't going to be this year. Anyone that's – and that's – to me, that's where I think we can kind of draw a very healthy conclusion here. This is only going to make this year's Michigan team more dangerous, I think, more galvanized, more upset, more ready to roll. I don't think – and there were some coaches in that Bruce Feldman athletic article that said this impacted the game by like 21 points or more. Wow. Goodness. I know. And most of the coaches that were polled said it about a field goal to a touchdown, which I think is fair. I don't think it impacts the game that much, maybe by one score. But I do think Michigan is going to be galvanized by this in the locker room. I I think it's going to be a net positive for them in this season. I have no idea what's going to happen next year if they get suspended, fine, whatever. But this year, I don't think it's going to have much of an impact. If anything, it'll be positive for for this current Wolverines team. Man, I just think about all the excuses on the behalf of Michigan, which is all these other teams are doing it. The Patriots have to be sitting there like, where was this when we were getting busted? Good Lord. Michigan has gotten such a benefit of the doubt by so many people. Uh, You guys are just jealous they're winning by five touchdowns. Who was saying that when the Patriots were doing their thing? It's wild how it's unfolded, but we'll see the latest installment week by week as Michigan goes along here. BetMGM is now available under one wallet in select states. For example, if you're in the DMV area, no need to worry about making separate accounts for D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. When crossing state borders, simply just log into your existing account instead of creating a new one. We've got Rich Ornberger. That Penn State All-American. We've got Jared Smith, FSR betting analyst. I'm Brian No. Coming up next, man, it is a prop bet all-you-can-eat buffet today. We will throw out some picks right around the corner. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Be sure to check out the new look and features in the BetMGM app. It's fast and easy access to the sports you love, whether it's teasers, Live betting, the Daily Lions Boost, or the Cash Out feature. New users can sign up for BetMGM's first bet offer. It's up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. Download the BetMGM app today or visit BetMGM.com and use code COUNTDOWN. Sign up and deposit at least $10, place your first wager, and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If that bet loses, that's code COUNTDOWN in the BetMGM app. All right, let's do this. Prop it up. Let's go play. Player plays. Yes, the tasty prop bet market. We'll start with you, Jared. What are you thinking about? I mean, if if the Seamus special is is true, if his heart is gold and not made of, uh, you know, the fake stuff, cubic zirconia, then how do we not attack Jaden Daniels today? Um, I'll give you some of the numbers right here. 277 and a half, it looks like, for the passing yards prop. Two and a half on the touchdowns prop. I would stay away from that. 
I think 277 and a half makes sense. I think that's a fair number based off of what he's done this year. So I, I think that's the one prop on the LSU side I would target in this game. And we mentioned Jace McClellan. That's the other one. I think his number sitting in the high 70s, low 80s right now for his rushing yards prop. So if, if Alabama's going to win, I think it's going to be a lot of McClellan. And if LSU's going to do their thing and the Seamus special holds true, Jane Daniels overs today, fellas. Okay. Okay. How about this one? Jawar Jordan running back Louisville. Um, uh, this is a 7-1 and one Cardinals team heading into Week 10 that's brimming with confidence as they take on Virginia Tech. 23-0 shutout of Duke. I like Jawar Jordan. 82.5 is the number I got him at. I'm sure that's crept up a little bit. I'll take the over there. And how about Oregon State heading to the Colorado Buffaloes defense who stops absolutely nobody. I got to see Oregon State, the Beavers up there in Corvallis. Damian Martinez is a dog. 91 and a half is where I saw this rushing yardage at last. I would take the over up until probably 100 yards. I mean, honestly, I think he's going to go off against the Buffs. They're going to try to control the clock on the road. Damian Martinez and the over on rushing yards. Hey, we're brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. I'm looking at this LSU-Bama game. Jace McClellan, 79 and a half rushing yards on BetMGM. It just makes sense to me to take the over. I look at LSU. What are you going to do? You got to take something away. You can't take everything away. You got to try to limit the the. If you're LSU, you got to try to limit the chunk plays of Bama. That's that's what Jalen Milrow does a very good job of. You got to make them nickel and dime you. You got to make them run the ball. That's better than these big knockout type punches that Alabama is good at delivering and landing. So it makes sense to guard against the deep ball, and you might be susceptible to the running game. So to me, it just makes sense for Bama to run the ball with McClellan. You keep Jaden Daniels on the sideline. I think it's going to be there for Bama, and I'd be shocked if they didn't take it. I'm taking mm. McClellan over 79 and a half. I like that pick up. a lot. Yeah, me yeah. too. I, I think of the two, I, I think if you want to play Daniels today, and I just bet it, I just bet him to win the Heisman. Bet MGM's actually got the best price, plus 450. And the reason that is is because everyone in the state of Michigan, of course, Michigan being a big bet MGM state, is all betting on McCarthy. So you're getting a very fair price on Daniels over at that shop. I think that's the way to bet Daniels today. If you like LSU today, just bet Daniels to win the Heisman. If you like Bama today, or if you don't, even if you don't like Bama today, I think that prop um, on McClellan makes a ton of sense. I'll give you one more. Malik Murphy, under one and a half passing touchdowns. He looked terrible last week for Texas, and Kansas State's defense can get after you. And they're the sharp side today, right? Not a bad spot there either with Malik Murphy. Yeah. Yeah. It was not a great debut. No, no, no. Very shaky. Last week. Yeah. Pretty shaky. Hopefully our picks are not shaky. Huh? Yeah. You know? yeah. I think we did great. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> All right, coming up next, we head out west. This is probably going to be a track meet. Oh, what is going on? We are less than an hour away from Notre Dame crushing Clemson, otherwise known as kickoff. There are other, you know, 12 noon Eastern games as well. (laughs) Hopefully the Irish show up. 
Guys, it's my birthday today. Is how, it really? Oh my gosh! Yeah, how Happy can birthday. the Irish not show up and smack around we whatever opponent the they're facing two today? Two hours into the show. Yeah. It's Happy birthday. Me. Gosh, I wish you would have known. I would have sent a cake. I mean, yeah. Scorpio, Scorpio action over here. Yeah, that makes Happy birthday. That tracks. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No question about it. Is Personality that a, traits that, that lines up there. Yeah, Absolutely. Fire I'm sign? a big astrology guy. I love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought I'm more liquid than fire. No? no? Well, well, liquid yeah. fire makes sense. Liquid okay. fire. That, 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 tra- that tracks even more. By the magma. Way, yeah. The magma. Most, uh, liquid magma. hot magma. Most terrifying thing on the planet. Yeah. Liquid hot fire. That is right. Hey, we're brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Let's dive into this. Go! Pac-12 matchup of the day. Ooh, it's a doozy over here. Number five, Washington against number 20, USC. This Washington team the last couple of weeks, fellas, not good, not impressive. I mean, it's crazy. They hung 42 points on Stanford, and it was like, I've never seen an offense miss so many throws, leave so many yards, so many points on the field, and still end up with 42. Like, that's, that's what happened last week against Stanford. But against USC today, should be a track meet. Neither defense is very good, Washington's included. And these offenses typically are sensational. The total is in the (laughs) mid-70s. That sounds crazy high until both teams are scoring in the 40s and you're like, oh, gosh, we covered by 12 over here, right? So what do you guys see heading into this one? I mean, these are two pretty woesome defenses and two really talented quarterbacks squaring off against each other. Really, the storyline or the headline of this game could be last year Heisman's winner, against this year's Heisman winner question mark you know I mean I I I love the quarterback matchup I love the fact that we're gonna see potentially a shootout I agree with the number it should be in the mid 70s really it comes down to this who has possession of the football last Mm. I don't see really either of these two defenses drawing a line in the sand and making making a stand here in this game so um, it's going to come down to mistakes, you know, which which team turns the football over more, which is, you know, obviously a common refrain across college football, but especially highlighted in close games, which even though this will be high scoring, I think it will be close. And then also uh, time of possession. Whoever gets that football in the last possession, I think is either going to be cementing the win or uh, driving the football field and getting a win. Yeah, I think narrative-wise, I can I can really spin a pretty negative narrative for both teams recently. USC's now playing their seventh straight game with no bye week. Obviously, they've lost two of the last three. They've, they've looked dismal. They probably should have lost last week against Cal. And I think this is kind of an inflection point in Lincoln Riley's tenure. Like, things are kind of going off the rails here. And I do think, though, we get one last great... Heisman-like performance from Caleb Williams this season. I don't know if it'll be in this game, but I think it has a pretty decent shot to be in this game. Washington's defense, though, is maddening to play against because they're not very talented, but they have a really unique scheme. They play five defensive backs. They keep everything in front. It's like a bend-but-don't-break scheme. And we will see the patience of Caleb Williams and Lincoln Riley tested today because the instinct is throw deep. Caleb Williams, backyard football. Go long, guys. I'll hit you. 
But if they actually play within themselves today, there will be a ton of yards available, especially on the ground. Marshawn Lloyd's been fantastic. Over eight yards per carry this year. So I think if USC plays within themselves again that's been the that's been the issue for them all year long they've got all the talent in the world but they try to do too much if they just paint within the numbers today and run the offense I think they will have some success on the other side I have no idea how USC stops Washington the only hope is that Michael Penix is a little banged up and I think the uh, that's what the common you know storyline is is that this is maybe a little bit nicked up Completion percentage is down. He's thrown a bunch of picks the last couple weeks. He's got his best player, McMillan, who's banged up too. So I think I think there's a chance for USC to compete here. And the number's telling me that they're going to be in this game. They have not been a home underdog yet this year. And I think this might be a sneaky good spot. A little Trojan horse maybe perhaps uh, at the Coliseum today. It makes sense what you're saying, Jared, of uh, Michael Penix Jr. maybe being a little bit nicked up. Because he's missed a couple of throws that he just doesn't miss. He's a very accurate quarterback. And these are some simple, like, little swing routes. And just dump it down to a guy who's open in the flat. He just missed it against Stanford a few times. I was watching that closely because that was one of my picks (laughs) in rapid fire. (laughs) So that tracks. I think that could be the case. But you guys hit on it also. Caleb Williams. I think when you look at Caleb Williams, if you just asked a normal person, like, hey, how's Caleb playing this year? You're like, eh. Right? Like, it feels a little eh. Yeah. All he's doing is completing 68% of his passes. He's got 25 touchdown passes tied for the most in the nation. It's pretty good, but off the heels of winning a Heisman, we're reading the fine print. He's under the microscope, and they lost a couple of high-profile games, most notably against Notre Dame. They lose by four touchdowns. But he himself is playing good football. And against Washington today, I think he's going to light them up. I would actually take over 318.5. That's where it mm. is on BetMGM. I think he's going to have an outstanding game myself. This this does feel a little bit like a y'all must have forgot game for Lincoln Riley and this USC offense, yeah. doesn't it? Because I know that, look, there's there's a, a great deal of media coverage on college football. And, and to the victors go the spoils. Like, you know, if you're Ohio State or you're Georgia or you're Michigan or, or you know, even in, in the case of the uh, the Heisman race, if you're Jaden Daniels and the LSU offense, you know, if you're Michael Penix Jr. and this Washington Huskies offense, and, and you know, give your flowers to Penix Jr., he is easily the highest-rated quarterback in college football this season so far. But, but to your point, like, Caleb Williams is an incredible commodity at quarterback. And he's playing for a team that for two years now has not played a little bit of defense. Like, it really does come down to the Trojans' offense for them to win, period, end of story, end of discussion. So that's a lot of pressure to put on him. And still, since entering into the fold as a starting quarterback in college football, he'll leave one of the highest-rated prospects we've ever seen. So I I do think that this is going to be a little bit of USC in a big spot, taking on a potential Heisman winner here in Michael Penix Jr., getting back on track, especially offensively. Nobody cares about the Trojans' defense. All eyes are on what what the USC offense does, and I think they're going to uncork one on the Huskies. I like what you said, Rich, about who who hasn't last. It does feel like that kind of game. Yeah. Like, I think you've got two elite quarterbacks, two bad defenses. One of these defenses has to do something um, to make a play, but odds are it's going to be 
the quarterback that has it last will win this game. I think the biggest issue I see with USC, and we're talking with when when you when you look at penalties and mistakes, I think this is the biggest issue. So can they limit those today? I mean, they're 128th out of 133 teams in penalties. USC, like you got to just be smart. Like they're just they're not playing smart football, but. This is their last chance, really, to have one of those elite, high-profile teams come into your building. You're a home underdog. It just it feels too easy for Washington laying three, right? USC almost lost to Cal last week. How are they only catching three in this game against Washington, which has gone into other buildings this year and just blown the door off of bad defenses? So I'm getting a little stinky line vibe from this one. If you want to target the total, the under's actually been the play when the total's 70 or higher this year. How about this? 37 and 15 to the under. Wow. In the total 70 or higher over the last three years. Just three and one this year after 13 and seven last year. And what that tells me, there's not as many high totals because of the new rule changes and kind of the, the way that the, the game's being marked in terms of the, the point totals. But I don't want to bet an under in this game, but the trend when the high total is high says under. You know, what's crazy is um, Washington's offense. It's like playing the old school video game Tecmo Bowl. Oh, yeah. Like Bo Jackson. I, you, now, that's the, like the original Tecmo yeah. Bowl. But when you go Super Tecmo Bowl and uh, Bo Jackson wasn't like Bo and you got the eight plays instead of the four plays, mm. I don't know if you guys were disciplined enough to run the ball. I was airing it out all the time. That's yeah. Washington's offense. Yeah. Washington's offense is, why would we run, though? <laughs> Let's just yeah. throw it, man. Like, they rank near the bottom in FBS in terms of rushing yards per game and rushing attempts per game. And uh, it's amazing they've been so electric while being so one-dimensional. And they, it makes, they make it work uh, over the course of the season with the Arizona State game being the one exception. They have made it work, and they are deadly. But to be that one-dimensional, it's startling they've made it work as well as they have. But I, I want to go back to what you guys said, too, is – I expect a track meet, but it could come down to making a defensive play at the very end of the game. We've right. seen a lot of games like that where it's in the 40s, and then one team makes that one defensive play, and you're like, really? That's how the game is going to be decided? Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised at all if that's the case like today. Some fluky turnover or something. Something. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it, yeah that's what I mean. I, I really do feel like the the – the ball possession and also protecting the football is going to be hugely important here because if Washington's attitude is we're going to throw all over you, and and it is, that the proof is in what we've seen throughout the year, I don't know if the Trojans have the ability to stop them. And so if that's going to be the case, you have to find a way, like fluky or not, to just generate enough pressure to get one quick decision, to get one ball tossed up to you. This way you can seal possession because it could be a track meet. I mean, we saw, what was it, 80 or 90 points scored between USC and Colorado? That was another game where zero defense was played. I I mean, we've seen it already. The Notre Dame game, that was a 60 or 70-point game Right, that uh, 68, 68 points. 68 yeah. points scored there. I mean, and that's against a better defense. So this is just this is just one of those those nights where I know the 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 thought process on unders hitting, especially with these higher spreads. But this is, you know, one of those games that the exception sometimes proves the rule. Like this is the outlier where you say, yeah, 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 okay. 
all of that undertalk, that works when we're talking about those teams over there. But this is USC and Washington. Like, the, they play zero defense. Yeah, there's zero shot I'm betting it under in this game. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. like, the trend could be undefeated in the last 100 years. I still wouldn't bet the under right, in this game. Right, right. It's almost like, am I taking the under in the NBA All-Star game? I, you know? Yeah. The line the set at 360, you're uh, like, screw yeah, the trend. But. Yeah. I know it, man. I know, but it should be a lot of fun. Should yeah. be a lot of fun, and uh, I think you just have to embrace it for what it is. If you want to see hard nosed, great defense, this is not the game for you. Yeah, this isn't Northwestern Iowa. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's college football. How crazy is that? It where is. you get the best of both worlds Same or a complete conference blend? Next year, too, guys. USC and Washington, Northwestern and Iowa. Wow, that's yeah. great. Think about that. We could be saying next year, Washington, USC, if they play. I don't even know. This is a huge game for the Big Ten. Yeah. That's going to take some getting used Dude, to. Dude, you just blew my mind. They just released the schedule to um, Brett McMurphy. And, like, Penn State, obviously looking through our lens, Rich, but Penn State in back-to-back weeks in mid-October goes to USC, then hosts UCLA. Back-to-back weeks. That is Oh, Wild. I, what? Mid-October. <laughs> <laughs> See you next year, friends. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll catch we'll catch that game on yeah. the West Coast. There you which go. Is cool. Little Rose Bowl action yeah. for our Nittany Lions. There you go. By the way, super, super fast. You guys see where Army is going to join what I call the AC, the oh, American yeah. Athletic Conference. But it's football only. Right. Right. Like, I think yeah. it makes more sense for that to be the case. If we're doing all this cross-country crazy realignment, it makes sense if you're playing one football game a week. But Volleyball, yeah, these baseball, other sports, and like field buddy. hockey, and just yeah. it's going to be a mess. I am so glad you brought that up because I, I actually, you know, just, just I, I work in a market with – san diego state and i'm the analyst for that so like we talk we talk about the the aztecs on the flagship and one of the points that i brought up is what army did there is actually going to help out certain football programs around the country or basketball programs frankly who maybe they don't have the uh whatever you call it the they don't have the cash flow to send every single team all the olympic sports to different places playing in a different conference but maybe basketball only maybe football only it works and i think army may have just uh so so called open the open the doors or broke the seal for other teams to follow suit i think it i think that's going to be the wave of the future is you're going to see football only conferences or teams joining from a football only standpoint yeah football is the whole i mean that's it like everything else doesn't make money yeah football is really i mean football men's basketball and now a little bit women's basketball but not to the extent is really pulling in revenue the rest of them are just kind of non nonprofit entities, so to say. Yeah, yeah, and you've seen that with Notre Dame, their ACC and everything, but yeah. football. So, yeah, maybe you will see more of that going forward. Probably will. Yeah, we've got Rich Hornberger, Penn State All American, looking for a Nittany Lion win today, huh? I'm a little worried about this one, actually, Rich. I don't know how you feel. Yeah, not Maryland. Not, uh, not Maryland completely thrilled about how they looked last week. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Or the week two weeks ago. Right. right. Those the past. Stupid yeah. Buckeyes yeah. with the stupid. Yeah. Uh, they got okay, those sorry. stupid helmets and that stupid, stupid helmets stadium and, and stupid yeah, silver. Really and dumb gold overall. And scarlet <laughs> yeah. gray. And- Mostly it's Jared Smith, also program. FSR betting analyst. 
<laughs> Bitter Nittany Lion back. Hate those stupid Buckeyes. <laughs> yeah. I'm Brian. No, hey, misery loves company. Yeah, little, exactly. A little rough one for the we Irish. Hate against, the Buckeyes. Uh, freaking Buckeyes. Number goodness. one team, my Tukas. <laughs> I know. Dude, you got – uh, like, you know, just like you definitely want to play with all 11 against uh, – Yeah, right. Uh, I've always said I, I think that. that's even worse when you do it to yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? Oh, uh, man. It's way worse. We're all right, curious. we got a lot to get to. Coming up next, the other SEC game of the day. Pretty good matchup as well. We'll get to that. It's Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff. Presented by BetMGM. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Once a day, play BetMGM's free-to-play 8-Bit Barry for a chance to win daily prizes. Play as Hall of Famer Barry Sanders and choose to spin, stiff arm, or juke your way to the end zone. To win prizes, if Barry scores a touchdown, you score a reward. We've got the number two-ranked Georgia Bulldogs hosting Mizzou. Big matchup here. And it's really interesting, the talking points with Georgia, where it might be true, where their big tests, they've showed up in a big way and smacked around their opponents. Their lesser tests, it seems like, they're sort of sleepwalking against Auburn. They got to come back against South Carolina. But if that holds true, it's a big deal against Missouri today, a top 12 ranked team. So if you subscribe to that theory, then you could anticipate a Georgia beatdown today. Yeah, you, you you definitely could potentially see that, but I agree with you. There's a little bit um there's a little bit of playing with your food thing that's going on with Georgia this season and you know, you've you've watched it, you've seen it. 
there might be a stray cat in your neighborhood that will bat around a, a mouse it finds. And, you know, most of the time we know how that story ends, but sometimes the, the mouse gets away. And you can't, you can't allow a team to lose its, uh, its edge. You can't allow a team to lose its focus. And I don't know, I mean, it, maybe, maybe there's a little bit of resentment in terms of the CFP rankings that just came out, maybe Georgia. If I'm Kirby Smart, I'm certainly pointing to that, and I'm using it as fuel, saying, like, how dare they? You know, <laughs> we're the best team in the country, and we're going to go out and prove it today just like we did every day. Um, I think there's a little bit of added uh, interest or enthusiasm around this matchup, A, because it's ranked like you pointed out, but B, because now – now we're getting down to the nitty-gritty. Now we know that these rankings, they actually in some ways matter. They don't yet, but in some ways they do because how you're being perceived by that select group of people in that boardroom or on those Zoom, call, uh, on those Zoom calls are the way that that's, that's what's going to uh, determine your outcome and your destiny and your seeding at the end of the season. Yeah, I think everyone – in the Missouri football program is not very happy with the college football playoff committee this week. That is not good timing uh, to make Georgia two. They've been one all year. And then all of a sudden they see a two next to their name. Right. And I would imagine that was a very strong talking point this week in terms of motivation for, for Georgia with this game. This is an interesting spot though, right? Mizzou's off the bye. The counting stats on offense look good. I think they've got a, game-breaking type of player in Luther Burden, but this will absolutely be the best defense that they have faced all year. So I, I don't know what to make of that side of the matchup. On the other side of the matchup, I think it's fair, and I talked about this with a couple of really smart, smarter college football handicappers than me this week. I, I think the rankings and the ratings make sense on Georgia, right? Like the counting stats are, and, you know, they, what would you say, played with their food, kind of, trying to play with a mic. It's, it's been a lot of games because their schedule's been so soft. But I think, I think we need to make a manual adjustment on Georgia. And I think the manual adjustment is every time they've been challenged and they've played a game of note, they have raised their level. They have, and this is hard to do. Rich, I know you could speak to this. It ain't easy to just flip the switch on. But every time Georgia's had one of those games against Kentucky, last week against Florida, you saw the light bulb just turn on. And, yep. and I think that is the mark of a championship team. And I think this is one of those games today. I mean, this is a top 15 matchup, and Georgia's laying over two touchdowns. So I, I just think it shows how good they really are when it matters most. And it's really hard for me to take anything they did the first two months of the season with any stock because the schedule was cupcake after cupcake after cupcake. They were tested against Auburn. Then they played just a terrible Kentucky team that was 5-0, and very, you know, shaky undefeated, and they blew them out, right? Oh, Georgia, you know, they blow out Florida in the rivalry game. So I, I like what I've seen from Carson Beck. I think this Georgia team's legit, and I think they'll prove it again today. Georgia's got a great secondary. That's one of the things. They're not as stout up front. But you know what? I think what we need to do with Georgia, we need to stop comparing Georgia to Georgia. <laughs> and compare Georgia to the other teams this year, yeah. right? Like, I feel like most of the things I read is like, well, Georgia's not as this. They're not as that as last year or the last two years. And it's like, okay, yeah, that, that does matter. But 
what does it matter? They're not going up against like Jordan Davis, a former defensive lineman, or Jalen Carter, a former defensive lineman. They're not facing themselves. They're facing the competition. So I think it makes more sense to look at it that way. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think there, there's a, a fair assessment there in the fact that Georgia a little bit is playing against themselves all year long. Yep. Like there, there is this, this thought process that what we've seen from Georgia this season is underwhelming. Meanwhile, they're undefeated. Uh, like you just mentioned, they have a top three secondary in the country. Uh, they have uh, a, an offense that can score on anyone. What else do you need to see? Now, again, scheduling, it's, it, it's, not, it's not a perfect resume, but it's good enough. I mean, you, if they were number one instead of Ohio State, nobody would have any argument no, with that. absolutely not. You know, so, so I, I agree. I agree with what you've said. I, I think that there's a little bit of, yeah, but this isn't like those Georgia teams that we're used to. It's, but so who cares? You're not comparing Georgia to itself over the past two seasons. You're comparing Georgia to the rest of college football, and what Georgia has been is pretty damn good. And, and why would – if you're Georgia and you look at your schedule and you see the first week you're playing UT Martin, then Ball State, then South Carolina, then UAB, then you get to test at Auburn, you get pushed around a little bit, there's the wake-up call. What do they do the week after that? They beat Kentucky by 40. And, you know, and then Vanderbilt, eh, it didn't look that good. Oh, and then they beat Florida by three touchdowns, cover yep. the spread easily. So every time they've been tested, they've answered the bell. That's the mark of a champion. And I think it's also fair – to give Carson Beck a little bit of time to marinate. For example, this is a guy that was a top five recruit in the 2020 class. The 2020 class didn't play in 21, didn't play in 22, was on the team, experienced the national title run, but sat on the bench. This guy hasn't played a meaningful snap in college football since his senior year in high school. Give him a few games to kind of figure it out. Oh, by the way, George is also working in a new offensive coordinator. They, they're, it just To me, I don't think it's fair for us to grade Georgia from their first five weeks and say, yeah, this Georgia team's not very good. Like, it, they are really good. And I think Carson Beck is starting to play a lot better. The running game is getting going. You're seeing Mike Bobo, the OC, starting to figure out how to mesh this together. And if Carson Beck goes on a run the back half of the year and Georgia looks legit without Brock Bowers, Maybe we need to talk about Carson Beck for Heisman Trophy. You know, so I just I think there's a spot for us to appreciate what Georgia is. The first five weeks of this season was not that spot. Let's start grading Georgia with their big games. And now going forward, they've got three ranked games coming up in the next three weeks. Mizzou, Tennessee, and then they've got Ole Miss, I think, coming up also. I mean, we're going to find out how good Georgia is. And I think the answer to that question is a lot better than they were in the first half of the year. I hear you. It's well said. I also think that this might be an outside-the-box idea, but even though he doesn't play college football, I think Isaac Lowenkron should be favored to win the Heisman Trophy. Oh, wow. Yeah. He gets That's my vote. I think. Okay, yeah. It's, That's three votes for Isaac. Yeah. Might as yeah, well just give him the anything, award now. Is anything more than, like, three yeah. to one? Hammer that. Um, <laughs> I greatly appreciate that, as always. Um, unfortunately, there is an improper benefits situation uh, go on there are stealing there are no <laughs> advanced scouting <laughs> yeah. that's, that's right that's right how dare you um Lohenkron stealing other people's scripts for his updates come yeah. on Isaac. actually to to tell the truth 
That has happened before. That that has happened a long time ago at a different station. Play Someone train. was doing just that, so I got back at them with a fake script. <laughs> oh, well yes. played. True that story. Well Unfortunately, I can't repeat what was in that fake script on the air. Uh, we have other. Was it something like and go bleep? San Diego. San Diego. <laughs> wait, wait a second. Lohenkron will read anything way, on that prompt. By the way, that is Mike Leach stuff. Do you remember when he had the fake game plan that he yeah. threw like yeah. a trash oh, yes. or something? Yes. Subterfuge. Yes. 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 Subterfuge oh, Lohenkron. Yeah. I love it. Sports radio has nothing on, uh, or coaching has nothing on the sports radio industry. Uh, right. We've got some content that I just came across that uh, you guys are not going to believe, or maybe you will believe coming up in just a bit. We started the NFL, though, where ESPN reports rookie fifth-round draft pick Clayton Toon going to start at quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals Sunday against the Cleveland Browns. Kyler Murray, recovering from a torn ACL, was officially listed as questionable on Friday's injury report. In college football, Michigan coaching analyst Connor Stallions resigned on Friday as attorney telling The Athletic, quote, Connor wants to make it clear that, to his knowledge, Neither Coach Harbaugh nor any other coach or staff member told anyone to break any rules or were aware of improper conduct regarding the recent allegations of advanced scouting, unquote. NBA's in-season tournament tipped off on Friday night. Steph Curry at the game-winning layup with .2 to play, giving Golden State a 141-139 win at Oklahoma City. Nikola Jokic, 33 points on 14 of 16 shooting from the field in Denver's 125-114 win over Dallas. And the Portland Trailblazers in overtime outlasted the Memphis Grizzlies 115-113. Memphis now 0-6. Now, finally, fellas, back to the NFL. On Friday on WIP Radio out of Philadelphia, a caller named Peter called in with a passionate take on the Eagles-Cowboys rivalry. Nothing nothing too unusual about that. Well, it turned out that Peter is a police officer, and Peter was calling in while he was on duty. <laughs> How do we know that? Well, listen to this. You've got to get the team up, the players up, to hate the Cowboys. Hit them in the face. You, you've got to bring that culture back. You've got to get them. You, sorry, I'm pulling someone over. Um, you've got to get that back and get them back in. This is not just a game. This year especially, it's the division. This could be the home field advantage for the playoffs or not. <laughs> I swear to God, guys, you couldn't make that crap up if you tried. Sorry, Back I'm to you. pulling someone over. <laughs> with a siren, with a siren, too, in the background. Oh, my gosh. Now, that is a hardcore sports town. That Come is. on. It really is, man. It really is. That is great. Wow. My, I'll tell you what. As a sports radio host there, you have to be awful to not be listened to. Right, like that's yeah. just in their blood, right there. That's beautiful. It's Fox Sports Radio's countdown to kickoff, presented by Bet MGM. A super rapid fire style here, guys. So we've got uh, Notre Dame against Clemson. Notre Dame up to a three and a half point favorite. Mitchell Evans, their tight end, lost for the season with a torn ACL. Clemson, they haven't gained 400 yards in their last four games. So it's a lower total, but don't be surprised. If this is a little bit more of a rock fight. And then we also, we touched on Kansas State and Texas, where I love this. This is beautiful. My favorite note of the week. You've got Kansas. They have Will Howard, their quarterback, and they work in Avery Johnson. 
He's sharing snaps. So you get Howard Johnson. <laughs> That's beautiful right there. Right to Hojo. Yeah, that is awesome. Yeah, That's that, like uh, the Colts. They have uh, two linemen where it's it's French. Uh, no, wait. It's uh, it's like French fries, right? One guy's last name is French. Like the other guy's fries. Like, That's what we get with Howard Johnson. That's great. Yeah, this uh, this Notre Dame team. Um, look, I, I, what what is your feeling on what's happened to the Irish this season? Seven and two record heading into this game against a uh, a five hundred Clemson team. Is this is this about where you thought they'd be, or were hopes much higher for you as an Irish fan? Like realistically, though. No, I was thinking in the neighborhood of nine and three, ten and two. So they're okay. about what I thought they would be. It's just how they got there. You blow the doors off of USC. You forget to have an 11th man on the field against Ohio State. And then you get worked pretty good at the end of the game against Louisville. It's just been a weird path to 7-2. and two. I will say this. Clemson is better than a 4-4 four and four record. Uh, they've lost two games in overtime. Another loss. They had the ball first and goal at the one-yard line with a chance to take the lead late in the game. Um, I, think that, I think that Notre Dame's the better team, though. They're capable of moving the ball and scoring on Clemson. Uh, they'll obviously need to play better than they've showed on the road this season. Uh, I I like I like Notre Dame winning probably by two scores, like a, I don't know a fourteen point lead at the end of the game where they're kneeling on the ball, ten point lead, something like that. I I got the Irish in this one. Mm. No Shipley today for Clemson. That's, That's big. big. Yeah, I mean, it's he's like, very big. Yeah, because they. It, the reason that that running game is so good is because they can bring in Shipley and Maffa and kind of trade them and keep yeah. both guys fresh the whole game. Especially Alex, in the passing game, too, Jared, totally where agree. Klubnik likes to check it down. And, I hate yeah. this Clemson team. I've been wrong on them so many times this year. I bet on them against Florida State. The kid blows the field goal. Oh, man. You know, I, I bet. I think the other – oh, the Miami game was the other one I bet on. Oh, and they had gosh, the lead and they lost yeah. in overtime. and. I just I, I haven't had a good feel for this Clemson team this year. I've always zigged when, when they've been zagging. The market says Notre Dame should win this game, but I don't know, man. This is this is a weird game. Like this is probably it it kind of reminds me of the USC spot against Washington. Like Washington should blow the doors off of USC today. But the line's kind of telling us it's gonna be a close game. And I think if you asked me two weeks ago, I'd say Clemson should win this game. You know, shouldn't shouldn't be a, a three and a half point underdog at home, but now after the two straight losses, yeah, I think the market's kind of right, and Notre Dame needs to win this game. They really do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's going to be a great game, a great day of games. I'm curious too with this Kansas State Texas game, where Kansas State has looked great the last couple of weeks against lesser opponents, but now you step up in weight class against Texas. Did they still look good? Same conference. Look at Iowa State. Iowa State the last three weeks has played a lot better football, yeah. but you step up in weight class against Kansas. So I want to see these teams that got off to rough starts that have righted the ship if they still can play well against teams that are, are better and more talented. So we'll get answers to those questions. Hey, I uh, want to tell you about this. We've got uh, Discover Cashback Debit. If you like using debit over credit, shouldn't you get rewarded for it? Well, now you can with Discover Cashback Debit. It's a checking account that rewards everyone with cash back on everyday purchases with no fees, period. Check out eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank member FDIC. All right, we've got Rich Ornberger, 
Penn State All-American. He'll uh, blowtorch some pork shoulder over there in a good way. It's a good thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. only the good way. That's right. Charred just how you like it. We've got Jared Smith, FSR betting analyst. Jackpot doing well over there, Jared? Yeah, I got him a new pillow today. He's enjoying the little uh, couch couch nap here on a, on a velvet, Saturday morning. The Velvet Manatee. The Velvet Manatee. Yeah, that's a good nickname. <laughs> that's, that's I'm Brian, nickname though. Coming up next, picks galore. Rapid fire style. Each of us will have three plays on the day. And you can follow along if you so choose. Or you could listen and be like, I don't like that pick. I'm fading it. (laughs) Whatever works for you, we're here for you, but we'll throw out some picks. It's Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. We are 10 minutes away from kickoff. Here it is, Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Shout out to the crew. Bo Benson, our trusted producer. Chris Perfett, technical producer. Isaac Lowenkron, the charisma the style, the information, the uh, affinity for the phrase advanced scouting. (laughs) (laughs) As Michigan says, not science dealing. No, no, no. No, no. Uh, Top of the hour, up on game. LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada. The football conversation continues. Keep it locked here on FSR. All right, we got some picks. Let's do it. Rapid fire. All right, Jared, you are uh, a couple of games over 500 on the year. Very nice. Nice. Yeah. We'll see if you keep the momentum going here. What do you have for us? going to try to. Two and one last weekend. Just starting to figure things out. I, I think uh, I, I like the selections this week. So here we go. We're taking Kansas State plus three and a half. It's a sharp play. You heard it during Seamus McGee's segment. Um, I think Texas's Big 12 title hopes, or I guess the Big 12's college football playoff title hopes, will end today. I love this Longhorns defense, but this Kansas State offensive line starting to play better. And Ethan Burke, one of the star defenders for Texas, big in the run game, out today. That's big for Texas. I think Kansas State runs it. I think they cover the number, maybe even win outright in Austin. I will lay two and a half with Iowa State against Kansas. This number is three. Let's call it 2.75. If you can't find a two and a half, buy the hook. It matters here on the three. So we'll lay two and a half with Iowa State. Letdown spot for Kansas after their huge win over Oklahoma. It ain't easy going into Ames at night. I think Iowa State gets it done today against the Jayhawks. All right, listen, the comeback trail starts here. It starts now. I'm going to start off in the Mountain West. I call this game the Mountain West meat grinder. Boise State Broncos head to Fresno State, and it's going to be a rough and tumble matchup. I'll take the two and a half points with the Broncos. Neutral field, I actually think Boise State is favored by a point or two, so I like them as road dogs here. Let's head out to Boulder. The Beavers are favored by 13 and a half on the road against Prime's Buffaloes. I broadcast a game in Corvallis earlier this season. Oregon State's offensive is explosive. Their defense, uh, they're they're strong up front. I'll take the Beavs on the road in Boulder. Also, Crimson Tide favored by three at Bryant-Denny. Night game, come on. This kind of feels like stealing. I'm taking the Crimson Tide covering the three against those LSU Tigers. So Boise State plus two and a half. Oregon State favored by 13 and a half. Alabama favored by three. Okay. All right. My three right here. Let's go with uh, an under to start us off, huh? Let's go uh, with the Arizona-UCLA game. UCLA's defense has been top-notch, and uh, I don't expect points to be at a premium. I'm going to take under 50 and a half. 
I think this is a good spot to take the Sooners on the road. They have owned this rivalry against Oklahoma State, and they're favored by five and a half on the road. I think you can't get your the image of them struggling so much offensively out of your head last week, but different day, different game, different opponent, different weather. I think Dylan Gabriel and company, they cover the five and a half. I'm going to take a prop. I'm looking at USC tonight against Washington. I think Caleb Williams is going to have a magnificent game. I'm going to take the receiver, Taj Washington, over 75 and a half receiving yards is what I'm looking at here. All right, let's do this. This is the best play of the day. It's a touchdown. Give it to me. All right, Jared, what is it, man? It's the Bo Benson special, USC plus three. Beware of the Trojan horse, baby. I love this spot for the Trojans. I think they win outright and end the Huskies' undefeated season tonight. All right. We'll see how it unfolds. By the way, best music in college football, bar none. It's the Trojans. Top of the list. Enjoy the slate. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 